0: This movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder.
1: Say hi to your mom for me.
0: Joining me, as always, is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T.
1: You crazy? If you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle. What's up? Call sign Mr. P. Mr. P. Sure. That's what they call me over at the movie drone. (laughs) they do <laughs> they, they really latched on to that as, as my nickname uh of all the names they could call me mr p is the one they latched on to
0: yeah shout out to movie drone congratulations on 200 episodes two and over 200 episodes because they had what well, they used to have those minisodes right did they i don't even remember <laughs> i
1: thought they had like episode 8.1 or something like that back in the in the early days I never went back and listened to the, the early, early episodes. I think they were all already like 20 or 30. in by the time I found them, I went
0: back and listened to the, the early ones. I'm behind now, but I
1: <laughs> listen to all the early ones. I acknowledge their insistence that nobody go back and listen to the early episodes <laughs>
0: <laughs> or their promo.
1: Get us that yeah. promo movie drone yeah i know you guys uh, recorded a new one so uh send it over i will say they did go all out for their 200th episode with just the normal format and they reviewed the night house which is a fucking awful movie (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i don't think i've heard of that one it's a terrible movie it came out last summer they they ran that trailer for like three or four months. It was uh, Rebecca Hall, okay, and she had uh, like her husband committed suicide, but he was also building a like a version of their house that was mirrored uh, to the real one. It didn't make any sense. It was dumb. It was a, it was a bad movie. Hmm. I don't even know why they picked it. <laughs>
0: Who knows? Well, know, Sometimes uh, the, the Brits, they get those uh, weird bombs that are about a
1: year old. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing else came out in the theater that week. Well, they their schedule is screwed up because they're both going on their jolly bobs or however they, whatever <laughs> British thing they call it. They're going on vacation. On holiday, uh, <laughs> if you will. Separate vacations because they, they don't really get along. It's a generational difference. Have you heard our short circuit episode? You know, they don't get along. (laughs) But uh, word on the street is they're going to go all out for their anniversary. Uh, I believe it's their fourth year anniversary is coming up. And uh, they're going to do a big one for that.
0: Well, I look forward to it. Uh, So this is another recently seen episode. Brett completed the movie challenge for Moonraker, which means I will get things started. So let's get into it.
1: What did you see, Clarice? What did you see?
0: I saw a little film called Top Gun Maverick. So did I. That you did. Sure did. We're going to tag team
1: this one. I'll take the rear. (laughs) Be the wingman. (laughs) (laughs) How many homoerotic aviation (laughs) puns can we fit into this? And, and nobody ever said you can ride my tail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not the line. Tarantino was lying. This is not the line. <laughs> you have to have carnal
0: knowledge of a lady this time. Speaking of which, uh, it's been almost a year since we did our episode on the rookie. And that was the first episode that I put in an out of context line at the very end of the episode. And I've been doing it every episode in that we focus on a, a one film. So if it's not a recently seen episode or a, a top 10 episode, top five, uh, it has an out of context line after the bumper, you know, because we oh. usually have the um, Dazed and Confused, Check You Later outro. Right. But yeah, Because <laughs> I think the on the Rookie, I used Clint Eastwood saying, she did not sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it incentivizes the listeners to stick around after our plugs to the very end. Yes. A nice little uh, out of context clip. Maybe I'll start doing that for the recently scenes as well. That probably just be a random line because a lot of times we talk about movies that you know aren't out yet, can't exactly pull the clips as easily.
1: Right. They're in theaters. all
0: mm-hmm. well, we both usually talk about at least one film that's not in theaters and you know, we watch a lot of older movies, but yeah um we hope you enjoyed our episode on off for justice that has a steven seagal out of context line in it so yeah if if you don't know now you know (laughs) but uh yeah back to top gun maverick i saw it on memorial day my birthday is was a 2 p.m show at the imax in southdale i took a chance at the imax because i mean ever since the zoo imax closed it's been kind of a bummer none of the amc IMAXs could hold a candle to it especially the southdale one i feel like that's their smallest imax when i went into there this time it did seem like it was slightly bigger but it was probably just same size and i was just hadn't been there in forever yeah i know they didn't change their seats
1: (laughs) i know those are the same seats from the mid-aughts i'm sure and those are uncomfortable as hell that's that's why I don't I don't like that one. I I went to uh, that theater one time, the IMAX, to see Star Wars, the uh, the latest Star Wars movie. What was at The Rise of Skywalker or whatever Indeed. it was. And uh, yeah, the seats suck. <laughs> I hate the seats in there, mm-hmm. and uh, and the projector broke halfway through, so. <laughs> Yeah, I think
0: uh, if I if I recall, the Eden Prairie Center one is a little bigger and a little nicer. So I I might just have to make the check. of. It's not that much farther away for me to go to that one.
1: Right. I gotta believe they're both better than Rosedale.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I've been to that one. I, the first time I went to a Dolby uh, theater was at that theater, and you know that wasn't too bad because that was
1: everything was new in there. But
0: right. Yeah. Well, the Inver grove they don't even have an imax
1: do they no they don't have any special theaters there <laughs> just normal stuff they need to get on that they need to remodel that theater they got those mid level seats those, those uh like middle i don't even know how to describe it uh like middle generation seats mm-hmm. where the uh where the footrest goes all the way up and the seat back goes all the way back oh okay uh, which I, I prefer to the newer ones where the yeah, where, where it's only like a half half life foot rest and then like it just tilts your seat back a little bit. Yeah, but
0: uh, I'd go to Alamo more often if it was closer. It takes me a little over a half hour to
1: get there. Yeah, I've never been to that Alamo, so it's pretty nice. I never think to go there because I'm on the A list, so I, I'm always looking for AMC.
0: Mall of America is closest to me, but that the B&B theaters, it's, it's just not all that convenient to, to go in and catch a quick flick, <laughs> park <laughs> in the ramp and walk through Mall of America up to the fourth floor.
1: Once you check out that uh, the theater where they project onto the sidewalls. Yeah, never screen go to X, any, I think is what it's called. You'll never go to another theater again. Bringing back the Cinerama Dome, basically that was supposed to be ready for top gun maverick i don't know if it was or not yeah but uh, it doesn't look appealing <laughs> like at all <laughs>
0: so yeah i, I sat at the southdale imax packed the whole theater was packed i'm guessing for all the multiple showings of top gun that set records for memorial day so yeah everyone's going to top gun it was busy i didn't even bother with any food i just went to the bar and got a couple drinks the water for the wife <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was packed it said those that imax Southdale southdale's those two rows in the front that nobody sat in or nobody wants to sit in right because they're really close but um yeah everywhere else in there was packed you know, you saw it at a uh,
1: uh, dolby cinema in southdale yeah yeah and it was uh it was pretty full i think there were a couple people that bail either canceled or no showed Because I know when I bought my tickets, there were definitely seats taken next to me. But when I got there, there were like three or four seats on my left that were empty and two seats on my right that were empty. And I know at least a few of those were sold uh, when I bought my ticket. So, Mm. but other than that, like it was, it was pretty packed. It was a pretty full house.
0: And, uh, sorry. Did you say what time
1: you went? Oh, I went, uh on friday night opening weekend uh friday okay. night at uh it was like the seven i think it was seven fifteen. so it was like the primetime show like yeah like the one you would expect the most people to go to mm-hmm. definitely
0: but yeah i guess i chose imax over dolby just because i wanted a little bigger screen than the one in the dolby i know it's blacks are blacker but <laughs> I know I'm sometimes I'm fooled into thinking they turned the projector
1: off on me. I don't know. I'm glad they put that uh, that up there. They started to run the, the Nicole Kidman uh ad in the Dolby maybe in January. Mm-hmm. Or no, maybe it was before Morbius. That might have been the first time they showed it. But uh yeah, that was the one of the things I liked about the Dolby for about four or five months. They won't show the uh, Nicole Kidman ad before the movie started. <laughs> but is the IMAX screen actually bigger than the Dolby screen? Because the Dolby screen's pretty big.
0: Yeah, the IMAX um, screen is a little bigger. Uh, from what I, re- I've been to the Dolby there a few times. From when I remember, the IMAX is still a little bigger. You now it's it's also a different aspect ratio. Mm. But um, you know, I just thought you know. You know, the Dolby Cinema is going to have the best audio, however, I knew the IMAX is always really loud. However, this time, for some reason, it, it was a subdued output <laughs> from the speakers in this IMAX theater this time because I was used to everything being weight almost too loud, in there, like every movie I saw there, right? So I was like, I don't care if it's too loud, it's Kenny Loggins, I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but if I had to do it over again, I'd probably go to the Dolby now. But right.
1: yeah, it was a good experience. Well, Let's get. Sorry, just one more. One of the things that I like, one of my favorite things about going to the Dolby is picking out the people that have never been to the Dolby before, because as soon as they like switch from the the pre credits or the pre trailers advertising to like the the trailers, there's always somebody that goes, "It's too loud. Why is it so loud?" <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's like well, it's just getting started. Just you know, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> just right, wait look. till that. Wait till that ice cube hits the Coca Cola glass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to the details.
0: Top Gun Maverick from 2022, directed by Joseph Kosinski, starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller. Val Kilmer, Bashir Salahuddin, John Hamm, Charles Parnell, Monica Barbaro. Louis Pullman, who was Bill Pullman's son. Found that out the other day.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, he played Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what does uh, Bob stand for? Robert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Ellis. Glenn Powell, Danny Ramirez, and Ed Harris. Synopsis, after more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. He's where he belongs.
1: I mean, that's that's like the first 10 minutes of the movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then it changes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I love these user-created synopses on right. IMDb.
1: It's it's better than the Northman's synopsis, which was like, "From visionary director Robert Eggers comes this epic Viking tale." <laughs> <laughs> it was like an advertising tagline. <laughs> but that was the IMDb synopsis. <laughs>
0: Uh, I saw somebody's blurb about that, uh, the Northman, the other day. Or I think it was, think it was from their letterbox review. I think it said Northman, three and a half stars. The masculine urge to fight your uncle naked inside of a volcano. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just the way they did things back then. <laughs> uh, not as good as
0: Vigo's fight in Easter Promises, but. I, I mean, dis- if we're talking I, naked, naked fights, we could get into dick talk here pretty quick.
1: I, d- I disagree.
0: <laughs> you see more dick, I think, in Eastern Promises. It promises more
1: dick. The the bathhouse shower fight, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think the, I think the setting pales in comparison to the <laughs> gates of hell.
0: <laughs> Trading molten lava for, for splashing water. <laughs>
1: oh boy anyway we should talk about top gun maverick <laughs> <laughs> i like the i don't i don't want to break down the whole movie but like the opening uh segment where he's he's uh testing the uh this the hypersonic or whatever supersonic jet mm-hmm. oh that was fantastic
0: he's so maverick in it too
1: yeah, they're gonna they're gonna shut down the program because Ed Harris wants to test drones that don't need pilots.
0: Mm-hmm. But they don't need to eat or sleep, make mistakes. They don't defy orders. They don't accidentally kill thirteen people in Afghanistan. <laughs> well, I
1: don't know. <laughs> That's right. I can cut that. <laughs> no, you can. You can keep that
0: although i'm only talking about one day specifically it's the more recent time they killed
1: 13 innocent people in afghanistan i was i i didn't catch it at first i thought you were talking about maverick and then i'm like oh yeah <laughs> he's talking about drones <laughs> they do that sometimes
0: maverick however has not sterling record except for uh all the insubordination he's noted to take over the years um, multiple flybys and the emerald's daughter and the first one
1: (laughs) never been promoted past captain Mm -hmm. after 30 plus years yeah
0: but as the description says you know if he was promoted he would he wouldn't be
1: flying anymore that's right he He belongs in the air he sure does it defines him so the career defines he doesn't know what to do if he can't fly
0: we opened this uh, at my theater, of course, uh, last Thursday. I was working there over the weekend on Saturday, I think. And the manager left the door open to the theater. So I heard Kenny Loggins because uh, I had to go close the door because other theaters are starting to, their shows are starting, you know, theaters or uh, trailers have started. Kenny Loggins is blaring through the doorway. So I had to run and shut it quick because I was like, Fuck, now I know Kenny Loggins is right in the beginning, you know?
1: Well, it opens exactly the same as the original. Yep. Like, exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the they only music, difference... Same shots. The only difference is the title card says Maverick for, like, a half a second. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> After it just says Top Gun for uh, five seconds. I didn't enjoy the Simpson-Brockheimer lightning logo of yesteryear. Yes. That's pretty cool.
1: this movie does nostalgia perfectly yeah like it's it it's familiar enough that if you're a fan of the original like it's everything you loved about it and then there's new stuff that also t- ties back to the original but is is new and uh, they do that stuff great too like it's uh, very little to complain about in this movie.
0: I thought it had enough to stand on on its own. You could watch this without having seen the first one, but watching the first one is adds a whole nother, you know layer to it. Makes the experience that much richer, I think. Yes. But um, I loved it from start to finish, pretty much. Uh, the aerial photography. I wasn't blown away right away, at least with the first half of the film but they definitely make up for it about halfway through and with the final act. Yes. Mainly taking place in the air. um, There's a lot of fun exercises (laughs) hops. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I heard the term hop though. In this one, hop one, hop two, hop 20. I don't
1: think so. Probably because it wasn't an official top gun competition. Right. They had shown the, uh, the first, exercise scene um, during the trailers uh, at some movie I'd seen a couple weeks ago uh, at the Dolby. Um, so I kind of wish that I had saved that for the actual movie, but it's still in context. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Where it's basically like the introduction to or, or where, where Tom Cruise or Maverick uh, is kind of getting a feel for how good the Top Gun recruits or pilots are and uh he's just going uh flying circles around them basically Mm -hmm. set to a track by the who which is yeah fucking rocking
0: yeah it was a good soundtrack um throughout the film Uh, kenny loggins did uh record a new version of danger zone but they didn't use it
1: yeah they didn't really uh use any of his stuff after that opening scene yeah, but uh, uh,
0: I heard the, I mean, Lady Gaga's song doesn't come on until uh, the the credits at the end. However, you can hear it in the background in a couple of scenes, and they have like the melody kind of fused with the score a little bit, kind mm. of in the background. But yeah, uh, music video for that song was kind of cool because there's she's like, <laughs> she's like singing on top of a piano on the runway. For some of the shots, and there's a Spitfire that flies like right behind her as she's like crescendoing her voice and whatnot (laughs) in the background. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Song is meh. I don't know. It's it's no Berlin, but it's
1: it's, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's kind of melancholy because like like even the uh, the whole movie as itself, it's it's got its ups and downs because there's uh, there's some you know there's tension between maverick and rooster who is goose's son which Mm -hmm. is a great storyline throughout yeah and obviously if you're a fan of the original one it's gonna hit you real hard Mm -hmm. uh because you know what what that's about and then uh i don't know do we spoil who who brings in maverick as the instructor to uh to the top gun program in this movie
0: (laughs) It's not really a spoiler because he, he gets the text from Ice like ten <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> he's texting
1: with Iceman throughout the movie, <laughs> but uh, but Val Kilmer does uh, does appear, and it's it's bittersweet because he's yeah. he's obviously in the his character is in the same condition that Val Kilmer is in real life, and so it's uh, well you know it kind of brings the same condition he was. Well, at the time of filming, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I suppose. But it kind of brings a tear to your eye to see him in that condition, you know. But then they throw some humor in there too, so it's like—I mean—there's a good mix of uh, real heartfelt, emotional stuff, and and humor, and action, and uh, the stunts are phenomenal.
0: It was—it's was funny because, like five minutes in, one of the first things you see. No, it's right after that opening danger zone little montage thing, and it's Maverick, and he's looking at a picture of Goose, yeah, like in his little lair <laughs> He's living <laughs> like in a in a hangar, basically, right? Right. And he's looking at a picture of Goose, and I heard like this <sniffs> this dude next to me, like two <laughs> seats over, and I was like, is he fucking crying at a picture of
1: Goose already? <laughs> i tell you, it hit me pretty hard. That wasn't and, uh... me in your screening, but it, it hit me pretty hard. Because <laughs> he, like he had like a collage of pictures of him and Goose from the first movie. Yeah. Like they're all from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just set photos. And then they got pictures of the production the skills there. They got Goose's son in some of the pictures, which uh, is Rooster uh, later yeah. in the movie. Uh, and then he, then he uncovers that old motorcycle from the from the first movie and it's like yeah. oh man Maverick you haven't changed.
0: <laughs> and then uh, like 10 minutes later during something completely normal or fun or whatever I heard him like go <sighs> again so it was just like his breathing so I was like okay I'm glad somebody's not crying <laughs> 5 10 minutes into top gun here. But um I will say I wasn't as moved as I thought I was going to be I thought I was going to be squared some tears during that uh ice scene and i didn't however mm-hmm. i will say the scene that did get me is technically doesn't really have to do with the movie cuz when the credits were rolling because they did okay lady gaga song comes on um they do uh what do you call them like the
1: character uh credits oh yeah yeah it's like the uh yeah, they just show a picture or a, not a picture, but like a a short clip of the characters in the movie. <laughs> a gif of the characters, pretty and much. Their and put their,
0: yeah. So, like most people stuck around for that, but then you know people are starting to get up. Everyone's moving, and I looked around, and theater was packed. I couldn't really tell necessarily how much you know when I got in there. It did bring a tear to my eye there. A year ago, a couple years ago, I didn't know if I was ever gonna have that again. Right it's 2022. I'm in a virtually sold out show. I mean, the first two rows didn't have anybody in it, but it was packed theater, uh, packed multiplex, all there for, I'm watching Top Gun, Maverick, yeah. 36 years on my birthday after, you know, it came out right around my birthday uh, when I was born. There was some people clapping, which, you know, that always bugs the hell out of me. And I did not join in this time, but it didn't bother me as much. As he usually does, it was more of a smattering of applause. It wasn't the whole theater didn't erupt into unanimous right. applause, but
1: there was uh, some clapping in my theater too.
0: Yeah. I was kind of like, well, I'll allow it this time just because I don't care. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily think I'd ever experience this again. The movies were back. Yeah. That Stags and Deer Twitter account. I forget what he had retweeted. It was something regarding Tom Cruise or Top Gun Maverick. But, you know, he kind of said Tom Cruise, the, the last movie star. And that's I couldn't put it any better myself. You know, he's he's the last one. And I remember Tom Cruise talking about the story history of making the sequel. Uh, we talked about a little bit on our Top Gun episode, uh, the starting and the stopping and probably five, six years ago when he finally decided he was going to make a sequel uh, after, you know, getting the, the script ironed out or at least the story idea. He said yeah I just uh, called the head of Paramount and I said uh, I want to make another Top Gun movie and I was like that is so fucking cool (laughs) 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 Nobody can really do that these days I mean I'm sure like The Rock he could call Disney and say I'm going to do this and they'd be like sure thing Mr. Johnson Mm -hmm. but that is so rare these days and just like yeah I can just call the head of the president of Paramount anytime I want to I'm going to make another Top Gun movie, okay, Mr. Cruz? <laughs> that and it's Paramount too. He's a he's a good Paramount boy. Mission Impossible, that's all Paramount. So he's sticking to them. He's not doing any
1: of that Disney shit. Maybe he can get their streaming service uh, hammered out. Yeah, get some of them uh, TV episodes uploaded. That uh, the many many TV episodes that are missing from Paramount Plus. <laughs>
0: So yeah, that did uh, moved me seeing all the people there and enjoying Top Gun. Yeah, the the action was incredible, especially at the end. Because yeah, they have the the whole movies that are training for this suicide mission, basically. And, right. Uh, that's kind of the, the gist of it. I won't reveal too much of what happens. I mean, a lot of it's pretty predictable. It's, it's Top Gun Maverick, but... <laughs> Uh, there, there were a couple of uh, things that did surprise me in the last act and almost like there were like two or three endings.
1: Yeah, for sure. But like every time something happened, like it was like, oh my God, I want to cheer for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it was fucking awesome.
0: Well, I know you're not getting out of your chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a second um but yeah uh, i guess we should rate this thing uh like i said i gave it four and a half stars on a letterboxd half a star was just for the experience um of seeing it in the sold out sold out theater and whatnot um i'll, I'll give it a soonish
1: that Sunish. soonish soonish I, I totally agree soonish and uh i think i also give it four and a half stars on letterboxd so we are in agreement top gun maverick go see it in the theater while well, you still can indeed go see it several times at the, on the biggest screen you can find mm-hmm. with the loudest speakers
0: they'll <laughs> have to go try that screen x and b
1: <laughs> yeah sit in the back so you can see everything <laughs> uh, all right bro. what else did you watch well, should you go again? Cause uh because we're just gonna do two more each. No, just I, I'm just doing one more. Okay, okay. You're I doing saw. two total,
0: including Moonraker. Oh, what? Well, oh. I mean Top Gun you know I mean? was just after yours? Top okay. Gun, yeah. Okay. Top gun is just
1: mine officially. <laughs> all right, I get it. I oh, get how things work.
0: It's all about me, Brett. <laughs>
1: I could. I shouldn't have even rated it. I should have just sat (laughs) (laughs) silently while you talked about it. It It counts as one of mine. (laughs) Is what I mean. Okay. One of my two. So here's here's my first official review of the episode. (laughs) I just saw it at the theater. We did it because we
0: knew we were going to talk about Top Gun for like a half hour. So yes,
1: it was worth (laughs) it. From 2022, Watcher just saw this the night before we're recording here and uh, so opening night directed by Chloe directed by Chloe Okuno starring Maika Monroe Carl Gloosman Bern Gorman uh, some other people but that's that's the main cast uh, Maddalena and the, uh, is probably the other major player um it's pretty minimal cast in here the synopsis as a serial killer stalks the city julia a young actress who just moved to town with her boyfriend notices a notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street so basically this is uh it's about a woman who who moves to bu in romania with her husband because her husband's job transferred him there and uh she doesn't work so she's got a lot of free time a lot of alone time and she notices the apartment building across the street from hers there's a guy who's very often watching through the window who appears to be watching her all the time and uh so it freaks her out and uh Basically, none of the men in her life will believe her that the guy's out to get her. Um, she thinks that he's following her around town. And uh, so, after nobody believes her, she got to take uh, things into her own hands and start following him around town. But uh, basically, this reminded me of the movie Men without the uh, surreal fantasy stuff that men includes this is more grounded in reality but it's it's very much uh the the whole gist is uh believe all women now having said that they lean pretty hard into that that uh that theme or thesis if you will and uh the men in the movie are pretty like exaggerated stereotypes i would say like they, they're so quick to dismiss her as just like, oh, you're just, uh, you know, it's just you know, something in your head. You're, you're making it up. It's not real. And, and so it, it kind of leans kind of heavily into that. Like it's not super subtle. It's not really subtle in, in the intentions of uh, what you're supposed to get out of it. So I, it's okay. It's not like terrible but I was hoping it would be better because uh, it's a, it's a decent premise, you know, for a, for a thriller, uh, a mysterious man watching you through the window who may or may not be stalking you, who may or may not be a serial killer, who's killing women in the area. It's a young woman in a, in a strange town left kind of alone for most of her time because her husband works late nights long hours and she doesn't speak the language so she can't really ask for help but they like I said they lean so hard into the uh the men just dismissing her uh like it it, it doesn't seem it, it kind of takes the realism out of the scenario I think mm-hmm. like it's it's so like blatant um so I'll give it a last resort like I said it's not it's not like necessarily bad But uh, I think it could have used a little more subtlety or, uh, you know, not be as obvious with its themes, I guess, is uh, maybe a way to say that. But uh, I'll give Watcher a last resort. It's a last resort. All right.
0: Well, I saw a film from 1992. Finally caught up with the rest of the world and watched (laughs) The Crying Game. Directed by Neil Jordan, also written by Neil Jordan. Starring Stephen Ray, Jay Davidson, Force Whitaker, Miranda Richardson, Adrian Dunbar, Joe Savino, I think that'll do it. Synopsis, a British soldier kidnapped by IRA terrorists soon befriends one of his captors, who then becomes drawn into the soldier's world. So, Forrest Whitaker is a British soldier that's hanging out in Ireland and missing he's stationed there. But they allude to him having a girlfriend in London. So, I don't know if he's stationed there, vacationing there, or what have you. But he's kidnapped by Stephen Ray and these uh, IRA terrorists.
1: Doesn't he get kidnapped from like a carnival or something?
0: Yeah, he's at a carnival on a date. Well, I mean, he has this girlfriend. So, he's <laughs> cheating on her with this uh, Miranda Richardson. She's one of the IRA people okay and um, lures them into a kind of a secluded area and then they jump them with free candy <laughs> 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 no, no such thing as a free trip to Hawaii <laughs> um, Uh. so yeah they're trying to exchange Force Whitaker for an IRA brother in arms that was captured by the British. So this is obviously back in a time before the IRA laid down their arms. I've always been fascinated by that time and that part of history in the eighties and early nineties. There's so much unrest in Northern Ireland, England. I've always really liked movie Patriot games that plays a big role in it. So there's, Things I don't want to spoil about this movie, although I know people listening, almost everyone has seen it or know what the big reveal is. However, just in case you don't, I'll kind of tiptoe around that and say that there is a reference to this movie, a couple of references in a very popular Jim Carrey movie from the 90s. When that movie came out and those scenes happened in that movie, I was told it was making reference to The Accused by someone. So like growing up, I thought, oh, this is from The Accused. And then I saw The Accused and I'm thinking, I don't think I really saw anything from Jim K- this Jim Carrey movie in The Accused. <laughs> and then maybe half a year ago, I heard that the song from this Jim Carrey movie was from The Crying Game. And I go, okay, I'll watch this movie. <laughs> it's about the <laughs> IRA. It's got the song from jim carrey movie that i've been trying to figure out here so but i did i thought it was just the song that was
1: taken from this movie it's it's honestly amazing that you made it this far without mm-hmm. either you blocked it out or or you somehow avoided it the the big uh spoiler
0: yeah For the when, when this movie came out in 92 it was a big hit it kind of catapulted Miramax up to the heights that it would see in the mid nineties and late nineties.
1: What's even funnier is uh, the day you told me you watched this movie, I just happened to be watching a rerun of the Simpsons and they spoiled it on the Simpsons. <laughs> it, it was a, it was an episode from 1993. Mm-hmm. So, so and I know like,
0: I saw that episode cause I watched Simpsons constantly throughout the nineties, but you know, I haven't really watched it in 20 years. So <laughs> Sure you probably it.
1: thought nothing of it, you know. Yeah, like, like,
0: oh, I, kids I'm, not seeing this, uh the crying game, especially even, this hard
1: R crying game. <laughs> I don't even know what they're, they're referring
0: to. It. <laughs> you know, it
1: doesn't make sense.
0: I did not. I well, okay. I when I was watching it, I thought something was rotten in Denmark. But I thought, no, they're not doing that type of thing in this movie. This is a movie about IRA terrorists. <laughs> So this just just uh, pay no heed. Just continue with the story. <laughs> and then there's a big reveal, and I go, okay, now that Jim Carrey movie makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I mean, I think the twist was uh, a good twist. I do think they did kind of hide it well. I saw an HD version, but there's still some... See, it's hard. It's so hard to talk about it without, you know, spoiling anything. Right. I'll just say that it definitely was easier to not see the reveal coming back in the early '90s, or on VHS. You know,
1: I believe it.
0: The, it was a big marketing thing around the movie at the time. It was don't spoil the the twist for everyone else. You know, this is a big hit, big international hit for uh, Miramax. And um, I liked uh, the plot. I thought the performances were good. Yeah, I liked everything about it. The song's good. (laughs) Banger from from Boy George. (laughs) Although there's three versions of the song. I prefer the Boy George one. But yeah, I will give this a soonish. Soonish. Soonish for the crying game. Watch it again. I'm debating whether to uh, watch it with my wife because I was explaining it to her in the car. like so uh yeah uh uh he's gotta go visit the soldier's girlfriend in london and then they fall in love and well that sounds like a nice movie why don't we watch that one well that's not everything it's about (laughs) that's like the middle third (laughs) but uh yeah i thoroughly enjoyed the crying game
1: (laughs) not afraid to say it (laughs) i I did mention to you too that the wwf did a parody of it around the year 1999 or 2000 and i'm sure there were multiple times where jerry waller referred to something as somebody's own personal crying game (laughs) 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 And <laughs> I think maybe George Costanza referred to something on Seinfeld as that too, but uh yeah, maybe not as literally.
0: <laughs> to be honest, like I don't hear it mentioned much like over the past ten, 20 years.
1: not anymore, no
0: yeah, like I remember it referenced like they reference it in uh, uh Jane on the Bob strike right Back and talk about Mayor Max makes classy pictures like the piano and the crying game things like that, but they don't really. Joke about the twist in there. It just kind of I've heard people
1: reference it just on a very rare occasions. Yeah, I think it kind of fell out of pop culture within the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. Um I I, I'm positive they covered it on I Love the 90s, and I can't I they probably spoiled it on there. Yeah, I'm I'm positive they spoiled it on there, actually. Because I think I I think I had known it was coming when I watched it several years ago, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. Head of its time that film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, you completed the movie challenge for Moonraker, so let's hear about it.
1: Yes, Moonraker from 1979, James Bond, uh, directed by Lewis Gilbert. Starring Roger Moore, Lois Childs, Michael Lonsdale, Roger, uh, Richard Keel, Corinne Cleary, Bernard Lee, uh, Jeffrey Keen, Desmond Llewellyn, Lois Maxwell, Toshira Asuga, Emily Bolton. That's probably about enough. Synopsis. James Bond investigates the mid-air theft of a space shuttle and discovers a plot to commit global genocide. It sure does. So of all the uh, James Bond movies you've had me watch, I think this is the most ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Roger Moore, like everybody who's been in the Bond movies is starting to look old. Like Roger <laughs> Moore looks old. Yeah. And M and Q look especially old. Even Miss Money Penny's starting to show rage. Yep. And it's uh it kind of it's it's a little bit different than some of the earlier Bond movies where they in the earlier movies it seemed like they knew what the plot was. And then like it was like James Bond, you have to go stop the plot. In Moonraker, it's basically James Bond, you have to go find the clues to uncover what the plot is. And so it's more of a slow reveal, which <laughs> I kind of prefer the older ones where it was like, here's the plot. Go stop it. And then he yeah. would just like go fight people and get chased and stuff. There's some great set pieces. The, the, the scene that opens it up with the, the space shuttle theft is pretty sweet. Although when the airplane explodes, you couldn't tell it's just like hanging on wires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of, it just kind of falls weird. Yeah. But then, like, the way they introduced James Bond is uh, he's fighting Jaws on, a, on an airplane and the uh, pilot has destroyed the uh, instrument panel and they're all going to jump out of the plane. And it's fucking amazing. The skydiving scene, like, they're jumping out with no... Like, some of them have parachutes, some of them don't.
0: It's Point Break 12 years before Point Break, you know?
1: It's really well done. Although you can... It's funny when they when they show the stunt double wearing the because James is wearing like a, a suit or a tuxedo or something. And so like when they show the stunt double, you can tell he's <laughs> wearing a windsuit with like a, a business suit or tuxedo over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene is amazing. Um, yeah. I also like too that they brought Jaws back and like the first thing he does is free fall. <laughs> i forget Wait, he lands in like a like in top a of like a circus or
0: something
1: oh yeah, that's right he, he he lands in a, a, big a tent. circus tent <laughs> and then uh then you see him later but they they continue the indestructibility which is amazing like he he steals every scene he's in but uh but yeah there's some other uh, great scenes we can get to it in spoilers i suppose uh finale in space is uh kind of ridiculous especially like the laser fight what was it which which movie was it with uh where they did the underground or the underwater fight with the harpoons thunderball thunderball it was kind of like that but in space with lasers (laughs) 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 it didn't go on as long so it was better but uh yeah i don't like there's a lot of stuff that i didn't care for in this one but there's also like like the story (laughs) like the story isn't very good and uh
0: especially after seeing the spider love me it's almost like the exact same plot or motivations kind of
1: it's similar yeah i i I guess i could see the comparisons but uh i I think there's enough differences between the two that like they're, they're pretty unique in a lot of ways yeah but like overall like the story like i said with him having to go and actually solve the mystery i like this doesn't seem very james bondy like he's uh, (laughs) he's actually gonna work for you know figuring stuff out so like the story i didn't i didn't think was that great but like there's so many great scenes and there's a lot more jokes and humor than in the average james bond movie um like, it seemed like they were going really hard with the one-liners and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think he's attempting re-entry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, then there's the scene where he's uh, he's in Venice on a gondola and it, like, uh, he gets into a chase and, like, his gondola all of a sudden has, like, a motor in it. Like a <laughs> it's
0: a hovercraft.
1: And then it turns into a hovercraft, and like they're doing like reaction shots as he's getting out of the water of like people at this, uh, (laughs) like patio or you know, this outdoor restaurant or whatever. And uh, like they even have like a duck and a dog do double takes.
0: There's a pigeon, yeah, it does a double take, (laughs) or they filmed it like had it like replay reverse or whatever.
1: Yeah, they're like, this is ridiculous. Why, (laughs) why is this in here? so so i I would say it's i wouldn't call it a good movie but because there's so many scenes that i liked i'm I'm gonna give it an eventually eventually okay Um, like there's a there's enough good stuff in it to to overcome like the poor story and the the other things that i didn't care for
0: do you think you liked it more or less than spy love me
1: i mean they're probably about equal yeah, I, I I don't think I could put one over the other. It it might depend on you know what they ask me, mm-hmm. but okay. uh, they're they're like you mentioned they're they're similar stories, and they're like I said there's enough to kind of differentiate them, but like quality wise I think they're about equal. All
0: right, well, what are you gonna challenge me to watch next? Yes,
1: is a challenge. I uh, I've been going back and forth in my mind of a couple different options, but I think because we're going to do time after time, and you have not seen the time machine yet, I am going to challenge you to watch the time machine as kind of a tie-in, like a bonus uh, okay. to our time after time episode. The one from nineteen sixty. Okay, nineteen sixty. Not, not the 2002 one, yeah. <laughs> which I haven't seen, but always pops up when you're looking for it.
0: I guess we'll kind of wrap things up, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Moonraker with spoilers. Uh, Brett, where can people find our lovely merchandise?
1: Did you see I did add the link in the uh, show notes for the last episode, How for justice? I saw it it's a click here, but on the, uh, the app I used, it wasn't the link. Oh really? So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it depends on what app you're listening, whether it shows us a link or not. But uh yeah, on Google uh, podcast, it, it just said click here, <clears throat> click here, but it wasn't a hyperlink. But you can get our merch at wtm watch this
0: You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com, follow us on Twitter at watchthis_movie underscore movie or bread at positively wolf one. You can also follow us both on Letterboxd uh, under those handles. Although myself and Letterboxd is just Eric Mulder. So, but it has the show logo for my profile pic. Um, you can check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com and please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. So um, two main things to talk about first before i forget you mentioned the, the pigeon double take so there's a, a really fun podcast out there for bond nerds it's called uh, james bonding it's with uh, matt myra and matt gorley they're both from nerdist they've done i think they both done other things as well but uh, uh i mean they love bond unabashedly you know they just love everything about it. even the shitty ones they like you know um, they have their favorites, their least favorites, but they each have a moment that they consider to be the worst moment in Bond. Uh, I think it's Matt Myra that says that the pigeon double take is the worst moment in the history of Bond. <laughs> it's so stupid. And the other one claims that it's from Live and Let Die, the, the Kananga balloon, when the boss oh, uh, yeah. Kananga gets shot with the shark gun and then he blows up <laughs> the balloon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that one was pretty rough too. <laughs> but but it was, um it was so weird, it's like he's being chased and then he turns his well, first of all, I don't know how it became a, a motorized gondola because it seemed like he just got on it at random. Like it didn't seem like the uh the guy guiding him was like with the agency. Uh, he didn't react like he was you know what i mean yeah the guy cut a knife it's pretty it's pretty (laughs) cool (laughs) but it just happened to be one of the agency's boats and uh so he's turned into a motorboat and then uh yeah hovercraft and then like once he gets out of the water and everybody's looking at it like it's clearly for comedy's sake like like i said there's there's so much comedic stuff in this like it's like trying so hard to be funny
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm not sure like why why they went so hard in that direction but uh, yeah so like they do all that stuff and then like there's two animals who do double takes on it and then like that's it like they just cut to the next scene and like it never comes up again <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the conclusion of the chase
0: uh, we also have another gotta be like top three top four bond names in here with uh, dr goodhead
1: right <laughs> <laughs> there's a little on the nose. yeah um i like the uh it's it's also called a gondola the gondola lift the uh the suspension thing mm-hmm. where jaws comes and he stops it with his bare hands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Funniest
0: part of that i thought is when he jumps from car to car <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's just kind of just standing. You know, he doesn't take a running start or anything, and then just <laughs> boom, leaps like twenty feet across, just broad jumps outlet. it, <laughs>
1: and like he doesn't come up short or anything, does he? He just he no. lands on his feet. Yep, no. that was a great scene. There's also that scene in the uh, the museum where he's fighting the the other henchmen. So like the, so the guy who's the main villain. He's the one that designed the space shuttle and his space shuttle was being loaned out from the US government to the UK government and it was hijacked mid-flight to the UK Mm -hmm. and like everybody knows that he stole it back (laughs) and that he's a villain but then like he's not, like he's undercover but like he's just got this like little Japanese guy that follows him around and he's (laughs) got the bowl cut and stuff like the, you know and uh yeah they then, asked
0: him about that he's like why did you steal your own <laughs> like why did you give it to the cuz was it the americans
1: yeah he the gave the it brits. to the american and government then he, he and then he stole that one yeah. yeah and then the americans loaned it they're loaning it loaning it to the brits but yeah i forget he like one of his malfunctions he he needed six shuttles yeah and one of them malfunctioned. so he go steal the other one yeah <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, there's a scene where that little Japanese guy fights James Bond in the, uh, the museum and they're just like smashing all the, all the glass, uh, uh, displays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like James is going to pick him up, pick up this one, uh, vase to, to smash him over the head with it. And then like the alarm goes off. So he puts it back and then the guy just breaks it with his kendo stick, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: that was a good scene. Like
1: you said, there's a lot of awesome
0: set pieces and the stunts are great in here. Even the, so like when they lose gravity in space, it's not the best I've ever seen it, but I think it was pretty decent for the time. Um, It wasn't near as good as 2001, which was 12 years before this, but I still thought it was pretty good. I thought they handled it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I thought it looked really good. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting that They turned Jaws baby face and like they hooked him up with that ugly (laughs) small chick. (laughs) Okay,
0: so that's a Mandela uh, effect that I have because I always remembered her having braces. I could I thought she she does not have braces. Both like he, you know, he dusts himself off, you know, because she helps him out of the gondola crash, right? And he's brushing himself off and so was she, and they kind of look at each other at the same time and he smiles and she smiles. And I thought her, you know, goes, Oh, they, they both have metal in their mouth. Ha ha ha. Great, mm-hmm. great joke. And then I remember watching a couple of years ago, like, Oh, she doesn't have braces in her mouth. And I think they might've even talked about it on James Bonnie. And like, I remember somebody talking about it, how they thought she had braces and so did I.
1: Yeah. I didn't really think about it, but like picturing her, in my head like she's got braces <laughs> yeah like like they made it look like she had something like because she, yeah, I mean, she had glasses and stuff.
0: yeah and yeah uh, she does not have braces they missed opportunity
1: right there yes and you alluded it to the master plan in the uh in previous episodes when you had when we were talking about bond and when you challenged it basically the uh what's the main villains guy drax yeah he wants to have Musk. the most he wants to have the most racially diverse master race in the history of the world. Mm-hmm.
0: The man is basically poisoning the world and so we need to kill everyone on earth and uh, start a new race in space for uh, 20 years and then we'll come back down and repopulate the earth.
1: Yeah, so uh, Bond and uh, Dr. Goodhead. <laughs> It's so funny <laughs> they say her name so many times, and like Drax is all super serious, Doctor Goodhead. Yes. <laughs> so, so like they get left behind, to get killed by the uh, the burner, the uh, the engines of the uh, space shuttle <laughs> taking off, and they they escape and get into the last space shuttle, and uh, they realize it's like Noah's Ark in there because there's mm-hmm. there's a equal number of men and women. And then he finally explains it on the space station, you know, we're going to, you know, have a perfect race and you're all going to, we're going to kill everybody on earth with this, uh, gas that they kind of figured out earlier in the movie. And then, uh, they're all going to mate and create new, uh, generations. And then they're going to go back to earth and Drex is going to be their God up in the heavens. He's actually going to be up there. <laughs> And uh, he's like, only the most perfect specimen. And then like Jaws looks at his girlfriend and his girlfriend looks at him and they know they're not the most perfect specimen. So that's the that's the time to turn baby face and help James Bond out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they end up getting blown up at the end, but then like <laughs> there was a, was a radio Jaws. transmission that they found a, a large man and a small woman. <laughs>
0: Have them picked up.
1: <laughs> so, but uh, one thing I like about Jaws is like when he shows up and his hair's all messy, mm-hmm. like it's just like he doesn't give a shit.
0: His name's Jaws, he kills people.
1: That's right, yeah. he shows up at Carnival, yeah, down in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> what is he dressed up as? He's wearing a like a mascot costume, yeah, I forget what it is, but uh. And then, like, he, he tries to kill, uh, it's not Dr. Goodhead, it's the other woman that was with him for a while. His
0: Brazilian MI6 contact or CIA contact.
1: One yes. Of those and uh, and a crowd starts coming over, so he pretends like they're dancing. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's There's so much comedy in this. It's just... I don't like I said I don't understand why they went so hard on the comedy but like it's it's almost more of a comedy than an action movie in a lot of places
0: yeah they kind of did that with all the Roger Moores although you know this one definitely was the farthest of the series so far and so since this one was so zany and it's kind of maligned you know it's like you say it's not it's not a good movie but there's so much good stuff in it at least entertaining stuff exactly you know? yeah but uh so they they do a course correction with the next film for your eyes only where it's more serious no jaws but uh there is uh something pretty jarring in moonraker everything's so funny and zany except how about when drax has his worker killed they six the dogs on her <laughs> oh yeah that scene came out of nowhere. So that was right after another, like a jokey scene where they're going to kill Bond. And it's so funny because that guy, there's a sniper in the tree and Bond is trying to shoot a quail or something. Yeah. And you know, he misses and oh, you missed. And uh, did I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the guy drops out of the tree. Because Bond was putting up a, uh, a protest about shooting, you know, animals that are, you know, defenseless animals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yes, I'm shooting a guy out of a tree <laughs> with birdshot. I'm sure from like you know,
0: 200 yards away.
1: <laughs> but he was in a tree. He was like 10 yeah. feet off the ground.
0: But yeah, that was jarring. That was vicious. Just a woman gets eaten alive by these dogs. That they tease like how well trained they are. Like uh, an earlier scene. Yes. Just the snap of the fingers. They will do his bidding. So they go and murder a woman (laughs) in the woods. She's just screaming, running. Yeah. What
1: is this movie? James don't care. He's got to go make jokes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was already gone. Anything else? Yeah, we have some more good sex jokes. With what's Bond doing? I think he's attempting re-entry,
1: sir. That's that's really becoming a trope there, where the movie ends <laughs> with James fucking uh, the, the female lead, and then uh, MI six some, somehow, somehow MI six it. is trying to they're trying to rescue him and get a get a shot of him in there. But uh, I I mean, there's more stuff in the movie. We we, uh, we covered most of the yeah. most of the stuff I wanted to talk about. So, um, but yeah, like. I think we're kind of in agreement. It's it's not really a good movie, but there's a lot of stuff worth checking out in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I'll probably give you for your eyes only next, and then I'll give you another break from Bond, because so I think I'm doing I've been doing like three in a row, typically, and then before I do a break and give you something else. So, and maybe with this new one. Uh, well for your eyes only uh probably won't like it as much without doesn't have as much humor and it's a decent movie it's probably a it's a better film than moonwrecker but no jaws and not as much comedy but let's see it's been a while since i've seen it too
1: at least at least i don't have to watch the dan hill craig ones again (laughs) well two of them you like a lot that's true I, i did like uh
0: skyfall inspector skyfall inspector yes you thought casino Royale was okay nothing special right it's bad no time to die did you just think it was bad or did you think it was man just like okay can't remember
1: oh no time to ba- die was bad okay They nuked him can i say that now is it too <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are in spoilers I'm sure thought, if they've seen Moonraker, they
1: they've seen No Time to Die. I thought it was dumb. They they fucking nuked him. Jesus. Anyway. They killed Commander Bond. <laughs> all these videos are so funny. Like I I didn't mind that he died, but like the way he died it was like this, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> well, just a missile strike.
0: It was just Blanket like a, the
1: like every country shot their missiles at the same time. I was like, oh god, so overkill. Like it didn't seem to fit with like the rest of the franchise. It's like the rock, you know, where they seen. gotta
0: they gotta blanket the island and thermite plasma.
1: <laughs> they should have just uh let them die when they got shot five times in the uh inside the thing. Yeah. Let Rami Malik get out. Although
0: I did I mean I liked it more than you did, but I guess you know I, I did really like that they had a a henchman with a gadget again you know batista had the metal thumbnails this guy had the camera eye oh yeah. was I the hated eye, that. Of, I hated eye of that too. eye of specter and they <laughs> used it against him and then when he blew it up
1: that was pretty cool I hated that too and he had a little
0: one one liner <laughs> that was bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyways enough enough talk about the one of the worst James Bond movies <laughs>
0: All right, well, we will uh, check you later.
1: Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Later. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case. Oh, a nice girl, an author. She wrote the book on male sexual dysfunction. You've probably read it.